0: Welcome to the Aging Hipster watches The Boys. The series finale is here, and it almost exploded our heads. Joining me for the finale is Tiffany Esko and Tom Lamb. How's everyone doing today? Doing
1: well. Good. Doing great.
0: All right. Before we get into our sevens, I think we may have more than sevens. What were your overall thoughts on the season? On the scale of the Deep witnessing his dolphin friend get run over by a truck to the Deep gets a goldfish as a present from A-Train, Tiff.
1: I um I f- I liked the season, ultimately. I know I had some critiques kind of during the middle part of it, wondering where it was going to go, um, thinking that Stormfront was maybe too obvious of a supervillain. But I think the last two episodes really did an amazing job of um, tying everything together and setting up the- a plot for the next season that I'm really interested in. Um, and it was a really strong finish to the season. So I liked it.
0: And Tom? I
2: also really enjoyed the the second season overall. I think it's very hard to follow up something like the first season uh, and deliver something that everyone's going to enjoy watching. And I don't think the plot was perfect by any means, but I really enjoyed it. And there wasn't a time where I thought, is it worth watching the rest of it? Um, so it was a thoroughly good watch. And this whole time I was trying to think up a good deep reference for how much I enjoyed it. So I'll just go with the goldfish one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ari knows your name Tom, Tom Okay what was Your favorite revelation of the This year That they kind of hmm. came out with and You can think for a second hmm. Like our, it, the,
1: the Best reveal
0: Yeah the kind of best reveal Was it why Huey is obsessed with Billy Joel Was it hmm. Stormfront as a Nazi No I,
1: Well was, I know what the, mine is, it's, but it's getting into my top seven territory.
3: Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I'll I'll keep it a secret. Okay, for now.
2: I'll I'll say it this way. Maybe this will potentially help. It was that Alistair wasn't the head exploder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, that, if that helps, that was yes. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah that was yeah. Idea. I was
0: definitely yeah, yeah I was uh definitely wondering what was going on with the Church of the Collective. What exactly <laughs> they're. Yeah. Their angle was, and I wasn't really sure until the end when it, like, basically, I think with everything was just, it's all about money, right? It's all about the Church of the Collective getting whatever, 50% of the Deep's earnings from mm-hmm. the Seven and the Deep sign over his his bank account and all that kind of stuff. But um, how about this? Did we want to talk about our personal MVPs now then at the top?
1: Sure, let's do it.
0: Mine, of course, is going to be Homelander, Mm -hmm. our favorite our favorite deviant. He's standing on top of the skyscrapers looking all uh, looking over (laughs) us all. (laughs) All Oh,
1: man, that was. Yeah, he's (laughs) such a weirdo. But you we always talk about this, but he finds a way for you to. I don't know if rooting for him is the right word, but you just appreciate him. Yeah, he he yeah. worms
2: his way into your heart, maybe. He
1: does. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like, I don't know if it's just in contrast to Stormfront being, being the worst person possible, but I felt like he had moments where um, he was kind of having a heart or maybe hmm. at least starting to look at her like she was weird. And I, it made me realize, like, I don't know ethically where he stands like does appear in that moment I was I was like oh well he's he doesn't seem like he's a white supremacist or that he believes what she's saying um so it's interesting that yeah you you realize you're not no one really knows where he stands but he's Mm -hmm. intriguing for sure
2: yeah I think that um I I agree with you I think we definitely get to see bits and pieces of him that are human. And we talked about this we touched about this a little bit last time on the last episode about, we can kind of understand where he's coming from, just how he were, ra- how he was raised, how he grew up and in that kind of environment and then having all these powers and no repercussions or no um, punishment or consequences. It's no wonder he's the way he is. And as well as just as he is. Um, but yeah, it, when, when they had the little shot where, uh, Stormfront was teaching Ryan about white genocide and he had that little face or uh, his, uh, his reaction to it. Yeah. Um, it just kind of revealed more that – I agree with you. I don't think he's a um, white supremacist, but just through and through a
1: narcissist for sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: He, he views it as basically it's me and then there's kind of our other supers maybe and then mm-hmm. there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's really how he categorizes everybody. hmm Tom, what's your who's your MVP? My MVP is Mother's Milk. He is just
2: a very wholesome character. He's there when you need him, dependable. He's got
0: great uh, shirts, great, great t-shirts,
2: great shirts. Watches great shows, has great friends. Oh, and and I, I love the moment when um, they all first kind of meet Becca, and they're all just fawning over her, um, and. Yeah, he he had one of the best reactions too. So I, I think MM is my MVP. He's just kind of kind of the glue that's uh, you know as much as they say Huey is for Butcher, I feel like MM is the true glue of the group, um, the solid ground for all of them.
1: Yeah, and he's basically the leader when Butcher's gone, right? Yeah. Like he yeah kind of keeps them all together. He's perfect. I love him. That's a good Yeah, Hugh-
0: yeah. Huey's kind of like the squeaky canary wheel or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or so some- whatever he's trying to do. Tiff, what's who's your MVP?
1: Okay, mine is Queen Maeve. I've always liked her. Brave think- Maeve. Brave Maeve. Yes, The season was fun because she quite literally was clutch. She came in and saved the moment multiple times, um, but she. I just her arc of them like exploiting her being gay and just having her having to go through that and then the anguish of losing Dino Dana's mom um, yeah. <laughs> for you know and then for her to kind of sulk for a couple of episodes and then finally find her voice was really fun to watch.
0: And what's funny is how how much uh, Ashley was like when she when Dino Dana's mom left. Mm-hmm. and then uh Maeve was like in bed with that guy and Ash is like you're supposed to be gay or something like that and yeah. <laughs> so, like she's really bi not gay, you know uh right. Tiff what what part of like the Brave Maeve uh food line would you be the most, uh, biggest fan of the lasagna the veggie lasagna or
1: I mean I do like the Convenience of a pride bar, you know, just grab it and go, and so you know, fits all occasions. Stick it in your pocket, whatever. That would probably be my my pick.
0: And what else do they have? So they have the lasagna, the bar. That's a um, good question. They had a bunch of other ones that, like, they kind of because there's a lot of Easter eggs that kind of flash up that mm. you have to really be on there, but we'll. We'll circle we'll, back. Yeah, we'll circle back. We won't, but it's good to say that we will. <laughs> that's the that's important thing. You fooled me. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into our sevens right now. Um, we're going to start off with the head explo- uh, exploder herself, Congresswoman Newman. And so that was the big reveal at the end when she is the one that was uh, popping everyone's heads. And so. Um, I did see some kind of criticism about people not really being that happy that it was, it was her because there's just, you know, one of the reasons why was just in terms of like during the hearing, which I thought was pretty awesome where, you know, uh, the doctor kind of goes up, the guy from the wire, his head explodes, everyone's heads kind of exploding. And she was very scared, right? There's kind of a misdirection thing. And then when she exploded the Church of the Consciousness person, person's head, Alistair, like you saw her eyes kind of glow, cloud over. So that's like some people are just like,
1: yeah, you know. Wouldn't they cloud over in the, during the trial or during the. Clinical? Yeah. I see. I see.
0: And then I think another criticism that I was just reading about was just sort of like having this, almost uh, having our AOC stand in being <laughs> also completely evil as well, you know? And so mm. I don't know how you guys feel about Newman being the next big bad.
1: I liked the reveal at least. Um, It's intriguing to now have it stretch into politics for next season, right? And just like that whole game. But um, I get those complaints. That makes – they're pretty valid. I actually – but personally, the reveal was really good. It was one of my top moments because for some dumb reason, no matter how many times they explode heads, it shocks me. I'm never prepared for it. And every time it's like the first time. Um, And that scene was particularly shocking because all along, you at least I personally kind of thought Alistair was maybe the one doing it. Um, And then at the end, he gets off this call thinking he's just, you know, sealed some deal for the Church of the Collective and his head explodes. So I thought how they did it was really great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm also a fan of having with the twist at the end here of her being potentially the new villain. Um, I think most of going into it, we were, a lot of people were thinking, is it going to be Stan who's the head explorer or is it Alistar? And, and she, for me, never entered the question. Um, but it also, it, it, it makes sense uh, that it's, it's someone kind of under the radar. Um, and then the, the, the complaint about it, being the budget AOC being evil now. Um, I can understand that, but I, I think that it, it works well too, because though we see parallels of it to our political and current cultural climate, um, I, I like that it's not entirely the same thing. I, I want there to be um, a difference. I want it to be a story and not be some alternate reality type thing, even though we're talking about a show with superheroes. I understand Yeah.
3: Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and so do you guys think that she works for Vought? I do.
2: I, I think she has to. Because um, if she didn't, she wouldn't have killed Vogelbaum, I don't think. Um, hmm. Well, it, it, it depends. I think that – so I feel like Blackmore is definitely one of Edgar's little henchmen. And she she might very well be similar. Because I don't think that, that Vought wouldn't know who the supers were because they have to have had V and – Unless, unless she was some child of some other someone else, right? Um, they'd have she'd have to have V, and they'd they'd have records or something on that. Oh, so I feel right. like she's she's got to be um, at least somewhat guided by them, and um, maybe a twist will be that she turns on them. Perhaps I don't know, but I, I think that she does have ties to Bot for sure.
1: I tend to think so too. But is there any is there any benefit to her? if she weren't tied to Vought and she's running for office or whatever, is there any benefit to her to kind of kill off hmm. um, all of those people? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know if it makes her look better, if it's some strategy to uncover things on her own terms or.
2: You know, it, it could be that um, I guess if she isn't tied to Vought and they do have records of her, maybe she's scared they'll be revealed to the public and she, I mean, she's clearly trying to fly incognito. And so she killed Raynor and Raynor was about to piece together something. So maybe she's just wanting to remain, um, under the radar and, and maybe she's not working for Vought, but this is her, her idea of the best way to do that perhaps.
0: But now if I'm thinking about it, thinking in terms of if she's kind of working on Stan Edgar's side, because Edgar is kind of ma- maneuvering towards people, uh, On his own way, and he was kind of—he had that one um, face. He had that face to face with Billy Butcher, where he was kind of talking about all this kind of stuff. And he said, ultimately, what's most important thing is the um, is the bottom line. Like she was the one that was kind of checking Homelander again and again, you know, on it from a different side. Um, So it's just a way to try. It's—I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but I think in a way she and Edgar are working together because she's the one that is organizing protests against Homelander mm-hmm. to kind of to decrease his his uh, power. And then when he realized if I pop all these heads and stuff, now I get... To, like We'd rather keep it secret, but it's not secret. So how are we going to make more money off of this? Well, we're just going to pop everyone's heads and then just like... And now we have all these contracts. So
1: I think you know. that's... Yeah, yeah, now he has um, a plant like within government too. So,
0: right, yeah. exactly, and of course now Huey is all is oh, yeah. all up in there. He got his he got his new job. He he's going to get a paycheck.
1: Wouldn't she be suspicious of him wanting to work with her?
0: She'll, she can just pop his head. That's I, what she's probably thinking.
2: I'm yeah, real curious about um, about the range and extent of her power too. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious like. Does she have a certain cooldown? I mean, she used, she popped like ten heads at the hearing, uh, yeah, and then right. we got to see the huge range um, with Alistar way outside. So I'm curious if uh, if there is a way to capture her or subdue her or something.
0: Um, yeah, where she, where was she at that Rainer one? Was she just like hiding mm-hmm. in the bushes or something? You know, like <laughs> up yeah. in the tree, and she's like pop. This kind reminds like, me of
1: gross power. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. uh uh, speaking of gross lamplighter tiff
1: oh he uh, i loved lamplighter and he was there he was part of the show far too little i I think what i really liked about him was sean ashmore's portrayal of him um his sacrifice was definitely one of my top moments it was more bitter than sweet for me and it was also gross like you said i like i got i could barely watch it or listen to it um And then the fact that Huey was running around with his severed hand the rest of the episode (laughs) was was nice. But um, actually, an interesting interesting tidbit is um, supposedly, according to an interview he did, Eric Kripke, who's one of the showrunners, said that one of his biggest regrets of the season was killing off Lamplighter, Hmm. or at least so soon. So Lamplighter was always destined to die. That was his character arc. And he was always going to be suicidal, but when they brought Sean Ashmore on, he added such a soulful, kind of m- melancholy, multi-dimensional element to him um, that they said it was a shame that they had they had they known they would have they were going to cast Sean Ashmore, they would have killed him off much later, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting,
0: or introduced him a lot sooner or something like that, right? Instead yeah. of just like it was like ultimately three episodes or two to three something, something right. like that.
1: Two and a half, yeah. But he, um, I thought he did a really good job with a character that could have been easy come, easy go. Oh, were
2: definitely you a, a fan of his um...
1: movie choices. Yeah, yeah. For lack
0: of <laughs> <word>.
1: <laughs> I, those scenes were so awkward for me. I, I'm sure it landed more maybe with guys. Like I, I, I was reading fan feedback and they were dying over it they thought it was hilarious but
0: yeah there's there's a bunch of like like stuff there for people that are fans of the comics and stuff there's like one like a super whatever that um jack from jupiter or something (laughs) but uh it, it is kind of funny i mean it is awkward because i don't even think uh yeah it's just like just be like hey let's just hang out and watch some porn Dude, let's just you know, let's just dude it up out <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: What was the so, quote? He's like, don't watch during the day or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: When the sun's out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so actually I'm I'm curious. You, you said it was a sacrifice, and maybe I didn't pick up on it. I didn't see him killing himself there as a sacrifice. Was it was it a sacrifice to help the boys and whatnot or to help the cause and and I yeah.
1: thought I don't know. I thought he intended. What I took away was he intended to set off the um, smoke detectors so that Starlight would be able to use her powers. I don't know. You would think they would have talked that through. I don't know what their plan originally would have been otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. It also just seemed kind of like he had always planned to just go out with a bang in some way. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure that was always their plan. But although Huey didn't know that Huey didn't seem to – know that he was going to set like commit suicide basically so
0: Mm -hmm. Um, especially in front of yeah and then Lamplighter was all bummed out that his statue was gone Mm. you know at the end so that's what happens Mm -hmm. and also let's get to the next one our our favorite of our heart Chase Crawford in the deep fuck Fresca he does not get into the seven poor deep he's he's tried so hard What, what are your thoughts Tiff
1: I love the deep, despite him being yeah. a horrible, horrible uh, human. But I, you know, we we've talked about this with Homelander, but the show makes you feel for them, particularly people like Homelander and the Deep, and you're not quite sure why. Um, but I thought that quote about Fresco was probably one of my favorite quotes of the season. I laughed really hard. Um, <laughs> he's basically just stuck in some like pyramid scheme that he can't get out of now. So
0: <laughs> He doesn't have any money. He's married to some uh, weirdo, as he says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, And he's kind of hanging out with A-Train, who doesn't really like him anymore. The, the deepest... Yeah, he is just really kind of amusing, right? He's just like one disaster after another that's yeah. happening.
1: Where do you guys think he's going to go? Because he's kind of in no man's land right now, where he's not part of the Seven. He kind of gave the middle finger to the church of the collective. Where's um maybe he'll team up with Eagle Archer? Like what happened to that guy? Where is yeah, he?
0: Yeah, but yeah, he likes Eagle. Like do you think do you think Tom the Deep is going to take over the church? No.
2: I I don't think so. I I'm curious what they're going to do with the church now that Alistair's dead. But with the Deep, um he's seemed very much like comic relief um, and I'm I I want to see how they tie it back into the main story. I thought they were going to do it when he had the uh, Lucy, I think the whale, I thought that was going to be a yeah. moment to shine. Um,
0: and he almost did he, like,
2: those sharks almost, were coming,
0: like yeah. <laughs> he's so close.
2: Um, but yeah, I have, I have no idea what they want to do with him, but, um, but as much as they're using him for comic relief, it doesn't quite get old for me. So whatever they're doing with him, I want, I want more of that.
1: We all want like more it. of Chase Crawford. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: I yeah,
0: agree. we want different things from Chase, but we all want Chase. Um, I think he really, he really kind of committed himself to this role, you know. And I think that's really like really kind of makes it makes it seem like it was just so long ago that that whole thing with Starlight happened, you know. And that's just like, and yeah. by now, like we've we've all forgiven him. We all feel bad for him. We all want him to succeed. It kind of makes me wonder. It's like, I mean. There's not really seven anymore. Like how are they going to like there's a train back? There's MAVE. There's Noir, Homelander. And Noir, we don't know how his recovery's gonna go, right? So Yeah, he's
1: he's Death by Almond Joy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. How many so, of them are there now?
2: So that was four if we include Noir. Um,
1: Starlight, MAVE, A Train, Homelander, Noir. That's five. So there's two there are two open spots. Just yeah.
2: Stormfront was one and who was the who was the last one? Oh, translucent, right. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Or I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep track. Or something. Yeah, so they have a couple of this. So I don't know why they didn't want to deep back in.
1: Well, you know, they said that letting one back in is Oh, yeah, that's right. strength or something Re- and redemption. then the- redemption, letting two in oh. is weakness, right.
3: So. Yeah.
0: do you th- do you guys think it was a weakness that um Starlight went back to the Seven?
1: I, I don't think you know.
2: so. Yeah, I think um, she – she. I mean, her being part of the Seven was very helpful and useful to the boys. And if she, her intention is to kind of still stay true and loyal to them and be the mole still or whatnot, um, I, think, I think it could be ve- very beneficial to the boys. And I really liked um, the tension there was with uh, – oh, like the, the scene at the end when Homelander was giving his little press conference or briefing – and he was talking about uh, justice and whatnot and zoomed in on his eyes. You can tell he's, he's going to try to get his payback on Maeve and Starlight somehow. So that tension that she has while she's in um, The Seven, I think will be really cool to watch play out next season.
1: Yeah, I liked when he looked at Maeve and Starlight and he's like, my two most, most loyal friends. <laughs> <laughs> so ominous.
0: But, oh, if you only knew.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the next one. Kind of segues into Tom. You wanted to talk about girls, get it done.
2: Yes. Um, I really enjoyed the scene where they were just beating up on Stormfront. Um, now, I did have some kind of qualms about it, but I feel like they did the girl power thing more justice than Marvel ever has um, with, what was it even called? Um, the Last Avengers one. Uh,
0: Endgame?
3: game.
2: yeah. So... This one didn't seem like it was pandering so much, mm-hmm. uh, and and Stormfront got her just dues. So I really enjoyed that they they did a tongue in cheek version with the movie sets and whatnot, and then they kind of had it play out in fruition here with the with one of the scenes with Stormfront. Um, so the the only issue I had with that particular scene was the power levels seemed kind of way off um, with with yeah. Stormfront and, and everyone. Like she could fly away any time, but she didn't. Uh, but I, I I think that the scene was a good reward for a lot of the viewers.
1: I agree with everything you said. That was one of my favorite scenes. Um, I loved and I loved it when it panned back to Huey, Frenchie, and Mother's Milk, just kind of <laughs> standing uselessly holding a gun, just staring at them, like not sure where did where they fit in. Um, but yeah, the range of power is something I've always questioned or wondered about, um, and this if this was any indication it seems like i've always kind of wondered if starlights really all that strong she seems to get overpowered and overtaken mm-hmm. quite often and so to have <laughs> to have like 3 of them who are supposedly a uh, 2 of them are in the 7 you think they're one of the best and they can barely take down stormfront i don't know if that was a testament to their powers or to stormfront's like overwhelming power i'm not sure but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, what, like, so Starlight just, like, explodes stuff, right? It's not even, like, really lasers.
2: Well, with with that one, I felt like uh, the writer should have done something with uh, charging from Stormlight's Lightning or something for Starlight, right? Um,
3: Mm.
2: uh, I, I think that would have been a cool play. But yeah, it seems like she absorbs, when the fire alarms went off or something, some electrical power. And then she can redirect it. it. That's what it seems like. I'm not exactly
1: sure what it uh, needs. To, yeah, the electricity needs to be present, or she has no power. Um, yeah. And then there was that big Mave reveal. Like the tides were go- going to finally turn, only for Stormfront to be able to escape them ultimately, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but it was a great scene. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about what finally did in uh, Stumpfront or Stormfront. <laughs> our our poor Ryan. The, oh, the first natural born, which I, which is interesting. He's the first natural born superhero ever. So now you can. So now I don't know what they're going to do with that. That little tidbit, but I thought it was kind of interesting. The poor little kid. Uh, I think it's in episode seven. That's where he like runs off with Stormfront and Homelander. Right. Mm-hmm. They finally be able to uh, pry, pry. You know, they pry them out of Becca's arm, you know, house. Um, so store in front can give uh give him some history lessons and <laughs> other kind of stuff and have Ashley like pull out her hair while watching him.
1: <laughs> she had so many bald Ashley. spots now it's so to see
0: um what did you think about uh Ryan, other than they got a little boy to say the C word? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I think. He was giving me some like young Anakin vibes where he, you know, I, I think ultimately like he has, he's fueled, he's a good, I think he's a good person, but it's going to be nature versus nurture at this point. And he's Mm -hmm. been fueled by his love and protectiveness of his mother who is now gone kind of because of him, but I think she would have been killed by Stormfront either way. So, but, um. Yeah, so it will be really interesting to see. It's kind of terrifying that maybe it's in Butcher's hands. I guess it's in Mallory Grace's hands now. But um, yeah, I thought I was so nervous watching. The show does a really good job with all their morally gray characters. And that, you know, that scene where Billy's negotiating with Stan Edgar to basically hand Ryan over to new captors so he can start over with Becca, um, despite knowing that she would never approve of that choice Um, I thought that was really like dark but also really believable to me I was like I could see Butcher doing this so I believed him um, but I was really glad to see he couldn't go through with it in the end but anyway so Ryan yeah he gave me some some like angry angry little kid vibes but yeah we'll see
0: Tom do you think that kind of his little mini arc is that plausible he goes from Kind of like, kind of cold towards Homelander, and then episode seven, he's like really enjoying. He starts getting really wowed by like, oh, his dad's in movies. Oh, like all this kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden he's like, "F you, mom! I'm out of here." Did you think that did, was that too soon, or that kind of seem? I mean, I mean, little kids are kind of emotional. There's, you know, they're they're obviously kind of pushing them towards this.
2: I think they did a really good job um, with how they wrote it out. I, I think it's very believable, like you said, as, as a little kid for him to kind of flip flop back and forth with what's new and shiny. But then quickly after he hung out with uh, the and Homelander for a bit, he, he wanted his mom back. And when he saw her for a quick second, he started apologizing. So uh, to your point, Tiff, I think he's a really good kid, he was raised well, not to the best of Becca's abilities in their little Truman Show place, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think it, what they what I'm getting from the show is that he has a good heart, and it's really going to come down to like uh, like again, you said, Tiff, nature versus nurture, and what kind of hands are going to try to mess with with controlling and manipulating him. And it's interesting uh, in that meeting with Stan and Butcher. Butcher says that you know you have this kid as a check on Homelander, and Stan didn't say anything. Um you know, to the contrary, so I'm curious if that is really the intention for it to to keep homelander in place and it seems like you know Ryan is super strong, just a little well not not a little laser, but his laser beam took care of stormfront in one go, you know,
0: yeah, and before he she was taking some of uh homelanders, well, maybe it wasn't full strength, but she was taking some of the some <laughs> of those to her chest, quite okay,
3: yeah.
1: And they don't so. show you his powers actually being used. No, so it's interesting. Yeah. So,
0: do you think Billy Butcher is he going to be his future guardian angel, or is he? Who knows? He doesn't. It, we we see where Billy Butcher comes from, which is not a very loving place.
2: Mm-hmm. Even that was kind of kind of weird because right as Becca died, uh, and he was and, and Butcher was looking at Ryan. Butcher flip-flopped pretty quickly. It looked like he was about to go and try to kill Ryan. And then Homelander shows up yeah. and he and Butcher realizes, oh, uh, maybe that's not the right move. So, right. I, I think there's room for Butcher to go either way. I'm glad that he's taken the path um, of, of, for lack of a better word, righteousness now to try to take care of the kid uh, as, as Becca's final wish. And, yeah, I, I think that he has a he has a lot of range to go. He can he can do a little bit of both, and, and I'm curious to see what they choose to do with that.
1: I am too. Well, I don't know how involved he'll end up being, or if yeah. it'll all be Mallory Grace. So
0: it's Grace Mallory. Oh
1: okay. man! Well, I'm reading um, her like <laughs> driver's license style. <laughs> Mallory, Mallory <Grace>. Her <laughs> driver's license says Mallory Grace. So uh, you just call her like, the first names. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> do it it's not fair <laughs> oh
0: okay let's get into edgar comma stan then um he <laughs> was a very interesting really kind of had this revealing uh conversation with billy butcher at the restaurant as they started negotiating the terms of ryan's uh, handover and becca and all that kind of stuff how do you feel about stan edgar after all this
2: I, I really like him. Uh, the, the actor that plays him just has so much um, gravitas. He's, he's a great actor. And what I hope they don't do with him is reveal that he has some power. And I like the idea that he's just this guy who has no powers and is manipulating and controlling all these things. And he likes to play the consummate professional and businessman. And he, he fits that role really well. I'm curious to see what his end goals are. Because just to say that it's all about the bottom line in business, seems it, it seems like there's something more there. And I'm curious what, what motivates and drives him. So I want to see more of his backstory um, and what they want to do there with him. But I, I really enjoy the character. Every time he is in a scene, he kind of dominates and controls it. it. Well, even with Homelander, too. Like that, that scene where they where we had his first meeting. Um, so I think they've really done a good job with casting and just having his direction in the the show so far.
0: Yeah. There's only one, there's only one part in the season where he sort of was, um, kind of disturbed or he's kind of panicked. And that's when, uh, compound V first came out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking to the, that's when he was kind of knocked a little bit off and he, he wasn't quite in control of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiff do you think Edgar is the most uh, i guess the most real uh, the person that has the most uh the best grip on reality of everybody in the series?
1: I th- I think so. He's interesting because he's kind of like what Tom said, he's one of those characters who has simultaneously laid out all his cards on the table, right? Like it's all for the bottom line, everything he does. It's personal agenda to the side. It's all for business, uh, which is how a lot of things in the world work, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, you know nothing about him, uh, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting dynamic, I think, in who he is. Um, so, I but I think I think he's really realistic in realizing that the best way for him to get ahead is straight up just through business. And he had a really interesting quote when he was talking to Butcher. Um, What happened? Butcher asked him, he said, I just, I can't go like lasering and throwing a fit and, you know, to get my way. That's like only a white man can get away with that approach basically. Um, Mm -hmm. So he seems like someone who is just playing the game in the best way that he knows how to accomplish his goals but what his goals are you still don't fully understand so
0: Mm -hmm. oh here's a little tidbit that i found out about the actor who played stan edgar a lot of people assume that his name is uh giancarlo esposito they they pronounce it the spanish way but he's his father is actually italian italian and and it's pronounced esposito so whatever that's what i found out there's yeah he has a pretty good interview sure. with Mark Cameron, if you are so inclined. He's a pretty interesting guy. His old right, he's been in a bunch of great stuff. You know, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even have to actually have lines to. Yeah, like you said, to dominate the scene. It's
0: yeah, you just put him in a suit, and he's just yeah. going to automatically be have the power of the room. Yeah, you know, uh, I, want, I
2: want that power. That superpower. <laughs> so maybe he already does have a
0: superpower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Boys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let Let's talk about our hero, Homelander, my hero of the series, our our favorite Deviant Homelander. It almost seemed like I I think it was in episode eight or something when he was kind of talking to Ryan and and the thought came to me is like is he going to be a good dad like you know like when he was opening up about like when the first time he went out in public and he just kind of flew away it's like, man, it, does Ryan really need to be with him compared to everybody else? I don't know.
1: I think he cares for Ryan. That seems at least fairly obvious to me. Yeah. Is he going to lead him down the right path for, for the rest of humanity? Probably not. But um, <laughs> it is interesting. You guys, what is wrong with me? I felt myself feeling bad and sad for homelander when Ryan chose butcher. What is how does he do this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Under- Ryan like homelander's fine. <laughs> I know I'm like, like look at his face he's in so much pain. How does he do this? I don't know. But um it'll be interesting cuz it seems like if he ever had an Achilles heel, it could potentially be if not the admiration of everyone um could be Ryan, so.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is fascinating because it's 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 like Homelander, just on his makeup, like he does, and he does like fully commit to loving these people. It just, he just decides, like, you know, still well. And then probably Ryan and stuff, but Ryan really hasn't had a chance to really betray him that much. You know, he can still get passes for being a kid. So I, I would even think like it'd probably be cool until, you know, Ryan did something that. Like lie to Homelander and then he's going to zap his head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the first know. time
1: Ryan turns 13 and says, no, it's done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe this is the one person. This is what he's always really wanted. He's always really wanted this family because he was brought up in like in by doctors and in a, in a padded cell and all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, I, I really think Anthony Starr and Homelander these, you know, this series doesn't really work without without the both of them or i mean oh, there's no the same way. person you know like
3: yeah if
0: it was think- just like a, a like just a regular bad you know like this would be it would be okay you know it'd be fun yeah but but kind of like like you said like you're actually like you know what i kind of want to see homelander win you Which
1: know so like disturbing but yeah <laughs> what do you guys think i bought into that his um you know when he's talking about the doctors who raised him or, you know, talking to Ryan and trying to teach him and caring for him. I thought that was genuine, but do you guys think it's genuine?
0: I think it was genuine, genuine, right?
2: Yeah, I think very much so. Um, I think um, in one of the first times he was talking to Ryan, he just talked about two of them being gods and able to kind of go do what they want. And so it's that, that feeling and longing for an equal or a family. And so I think he he really wants to get Ryan under his wing however he can. And at that moment, I feel like he was really being genuine. Yeah. It's a rare insight into Homelander. But, um, yeah, I, a, I really fo- feel – Sorry,
0: Sagan?
1: He needs a pet. They need to get him, like, a cat or something. <laughs> something to love.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, anything else that any other like Frenchy Kamiko? How do we mm. feel about that? That was they're starting to come back together. They're almost like. it's a, Do you think how romantic do you think this is on a scale of the deep and starlight to <laughs> the deep and the in the dolphin?
1: <laughs> <Like>. Oh man, <laughs> um, I think they're super cute. Actually. Yeah. I did find it interesting how uh, we talked about this a little bit, but the timeline of the, it's really hard to get a grip on the timeline of this whole season and the events, because all, you have things like Frenchie and Kamiko were kind of at odds for most of the season. And he's yelling at her like, you won't even teach me how to communicate with you. And then suddenly he knows he understands her and, um, it's like how much time would have had to have passed for her to teach him her unique unique to Kamiko sign language that she speaks. I don't know. But um, all that aside, I think they're super cute. All the boys have kind of – that whole group has kind of gone off on their um, – the season ended with them kind of having mini happy endings, which mm-hmm. I'm sure will be short-lived. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what will happen with them. Anyways, yeah. I really like them. I think they're cute.
0: Do you think it's better that this is something where is it better to be like kind of like the British office where you don't see them kiss until the very end compared to the American office where they kiss like a third of the way through, if that makes sense? Is it better just to have it just them dancing?
2: Uh, I've never watched the British office. So you're saying that if if this was Jim and Pam British style, that they don't reveal to us exactly how it's going to end up until we're for sure that that's a relationship? Kind of yeah, issue.
0: they they don't. Their like, their first kiss is in the last ten seconds of the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I like the progression, you know. Yeah. I, but I'm your, I'm a girl. Once once they <laughs> kiss, it's like boring after that. <laughs> you just, yeah, oh, don't you, you, you don't just like want Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you want those like little moments where like the little. The, like the pinky touching right on the, yeah. on the hand you know yeah. and and those knowing looks like that's what you that then all of a sudden like your engines revving
3: there you know? yeah.
2: when when she taught him how to say gun oh that was the moment right there when she <laughs> taught him <laughs> but,
1: but really I, I, like how could she have taught how could he under, how can he understand her so so quickly
0: I don't think Kamiko's ling- sign language is that complicated and I think Frenchie's really smart okay <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for mansplaining. <laughs> I
1: mean, like, you just you have you can't infer a made up language like someone. You have to learn it. Well, you know, like, yeah. oh, but, okay. Maybe he's a linguist. He is French, and he's fluent in English. Maybe he just picks that up. Really, you know, he just yelled. He yelled at her out of frustration, and then a light switch went on. Suddenly, he could learn it all of a sudden. But
0: I'm sorry, this ruined it for you. Like,
1: just <laughs> a little things. You know, yeah. little things I wondered about, like also how Queen Maeve got – how she got to to those girls in time to save the day when she didn't even know where Uber. they
0: were. Like she was like riding for like three hours. like uh, in, brave, yeah. brave Uber.
2: Right.
1: She can yeah, run fast, right?
2: Well, I don't know. Yeah, they've never shown it, but I feel like they – I forgot that all of them have like bulletproof skin and whatnot. So there's some kind of shared soup ability between all of them. Maybe, maybe pretty fast is most of them. And then a train and shockwave are just faster.
0: Yeah. Like why do they even use guns against them? I don't know. They should just have those like RPGs the whole time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it just sort of, yeah. Like can any of the soups be shot? I, I, I'm sure they, they're like their body armor helps a little bit too, but I bet starlight could be shot. I mean, she's just like...
2: She was like, shot at, I feel like, sometime. I, I don't remember.
0: Daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, they're, as we learned with Translucent, they're not completely invincible. <laughs> but, uh, no, and,
2: and, I mean, Stormfront, she got stabbed in the eye. So you could find some weak spots, I guess.
1: Yeah. And then there's Kamiko. Like, I'm never worried about her because she just... Were you
2: Were you worried when... Did you think for sure, oh, that no, she's fine?
1: I, and maybe that... I no. She went down. And I was like, "She'll be back." Because she, it happened before.
0: Yeah, Noir killed her, and she came back.
1: And so. A Train almost killed her. Yeah. So.
0: Oh okay, yeah, what do you think about A Train coming back? Like, I thought that's uh pretty funny. Where, um, he just like showed up, and then he's he's gone, and then.
1: <laughs> they made me sympathize with him this season, um, which I didn't think was possible. Just cause he, I did not like him the first season, um. <laughs>
0: You are going like anti boys, Tiff. <laughs> I'm, like, maybe
1: on Team Seven. I don't know. Yeah. I um, I just think they they do a really good job of making these characters
3: not one dimensional.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I like he helped them out, and um, I felt bad for him, and in Stormfront's prejudice against him, and yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, he the kind of you know could forgive him about the whole like. Killing his girlfriend thing, <laughs> you know, and then threatening
2: his family. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, when, when he when he came with the stack of information on Stormfront and then he told Huey we were even, I thought, no, that's not not even close. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, because he's still getting something out of it. Yeah. Right? He's getting, he's getting more back in the seven. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. But,
2: but um, one thing I was thinking about was uh, just like you're saying, Tiff's kind of turning over to the soup side, but. I feel like one major gripe I have about this season was it very much was soups versus soups. Though that being said, they didn't necessarily fight each other a lot in terms of like punching each other and whatnot, but it was really dynamics between soups and soups. And the boys didn't really do much. I don't feel like they outsmarted the soups or anything. It was just, which soup can we get in our side to then dominate the other soups or something like that? It wasn't so much boys and their ingenuity and anything fighting the soups.
1: Yeah, it's a good point.
0: Oh, speaking of that, I just came to my mind. Um, Queen Maeve totally giving Huey the cold shoulder, mm. like not even like addressing. <laughs>
1: take your twink and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: like what would she say? Like I would break him, or I something would splinter like splinter him into like
1: firewood yeah. or something like that. Um, uh,
0: and yeah. it, it, which is kind of funny because it's it it's a, uh, a couple of those things from the Maeve the last couple episodes harkens back to the comic where she is a much more i guess sexual being compared to the series you know here she ha- she's kind of has this romance going on but there she's yeah splintering people into and stuff like that a little bit more the comics are a little bit more raunchy you know, obviously. Are they?
3: yeah obviously yeah
0: so i, I think I so what's what's kind of funny about all this all of this, so we go through two seasons of the boys on the, on the TV series, and now they are basically set, catching up to almost where the comics start, which is ba- you know, mm-hmm. which Colonel Grace is like, hey, Billy Butcher, do you want to uh, work with me and form this new, uh, you know, super, you know, soup? Uh, what, what did she say? What is a task the task force or committee yeah, or something, for, something yeah. like that? Yeah. And that's what the boys are. And, they're you know, they have a office in the Flatiron District and all that kind of stuff. And so it's interesting that season three is almost starting. I mean, they kind of like a bunch of the timeline stuff is all over the place, you know, which is, you know, it's never going to be there. But it is kind of like it is going to be the boys in season three, which I think is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, there's um, I where do you guys think Billy Butcher's head's going to be at now that uh, Becca's gone? And his reason for existing is gone.
0: I think Eric Kripke, the showrunner, I read some of his things, and it's definitely going to be him uh combating both of his impulses. One is his very humanist um his his humanist side, which can be, you know, Becca, Huey, and like all those kind of people. And then there's his other side. Well, it's almost like his mother and father. His 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 mother is fairly okay. Even though I don't know why she stayed with that father for you know, but
2: oh,
3: then yeah,
0: yeah. Um, And so, and then it says, and then he just has, but he has this entire side, just like his father, that is just pure undiluted, yeah, Yeah. rage. And he's going to come for Homelander, right? You know, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about Mm. that. Yeah,
2: I I think. I think i liked butcher season one a lot more and i'm trying to think about why Um, we were just kind of introduced to this character that makes a lot of funny quips and i think he's just not so down and so depressed um i think after the whole him finding becca we saw him depressed and just uh not and he was directionless aimless at that point so now that becca has gone he can kind of return to that state again, or he can explore those two sides like you were saying there, Bob. Um, so I I want him to kind of revert back somewhat to season one, Butcher. I want to see the more, uh, I, I would never say it was carefree, but more carefree,
1: I guess. It maybe it yeah, will because, go ahead, no. Tiff. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, maybe it is going to be more of him. Uh, and season one is all about trying to get back at Homelander, basically. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's going to be more of that than yeah, yeah. Worrying about oh, Becca's really alive. Mm-hmm. What you know, right? What's right. going on there?
1: Yeah, there's a charisma to him that went, you know, that really shined in season one, and then season two, he kind of became like book five Harry Potter, where you just yeah, you want to like yeah. shake him, but um, yeah, I think. It'll be interesting, though, because if ever there was a time to be lost and confused, I would think it would be season three, Butcher. But uh, (laughs) hopefully not. You know, we'll see.
0: And there's a... Where else do you think it's going from here? Like, where do you think it's going? Anything else? Like, we know that Huey's going to be in on this Newman thing because he's going to be working there. Uh, The Deep is (laughs) unsatisfied with his marriage.
1: Where's because Eagle what's... the Archer? Yeah. Where did he
0: go? Yeah. yeah, maybe they'll start hanging out. You know, I hope so. Eagle is a pretty decent guy.
2: Well, they're all very toxic though, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I laughed really hard because it, it just
0: <laughs> the poor deep. that is like one of the things. Like it just, just it was just so funny where you would just be like, "Eagle is a great guy." He's like, "Oh no, he's, he's not." He's, he's
2: like, like not. "No, his flip flops were just so good." And I also loved when uh, they were doing the court. Exploding heads, and he was like grabbing his own head, to make sure he was safe.
1: <laughs> but the problem with the deep is he's always on the wrong side of the flip flopping. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's always like at the end where he's like, "I didn't." Oh, screw A Train! Like I had nothing to do with that. And then A Train gets rewarded, and he's yeah. left out in the in the dark in the cold. Maybe but there's um,
2: some some lesson there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope they'll find a way to tie him back in. The boys all seem dispersed taking little like mini moons. I'm sure they'll be brought back together. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Yeah. Frenchie Miko will probably work with butcher because they need jobs and there's really, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, M.M. might still, M. still yeah. be playing, you know, like with his family,
2: they got to, yeah. yeah, to get him back. They can't use something similar. And as sad, as much as I like him, it, it seems like he's set up to go in a good place or to be, Done with the show, right? To not return in season three. But I, you know, I hope that's not the case, but um, I I don't want to see them torture him somehow with his family somewhere, you
0: know? But maybe he needs a job too. You know, it's a government salary, government job, (laughs) nice benefits, all that kind of stuff. Home at five. (laughs) Uh, That's
2: that's true. It is now an official job. So, not just.
3: Well, maybe.
1: I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but they all seem like those people, even though Mother's Milk started out being very resistant to jo- rejoining the boys, but um, they all seem like those people who really like can't put it down mm. for long. You know, like yeah. You like uh, gonna...
2: Mallory gave him that choice. She said, step oh, away, yeah. you know, and, and he couldn't do it. Um, yeah. And she's someone who speaks from experience on that for sure.
0: Yeah. Because even though he does lo- like Downton Abbey and stuff, he likes the action too. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys remember uh, heat, the movie with, uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Did you guys ever see that? No, I, no. <laughs> no. Well, never mind. I don't watch. But movies. there's, <laughs> but there's this one. There's this one line that I always think about is Tom Sizemore. He's you know he's kind of in the same thing where he could walk away. He's a bank robber. He could walk away with all of his he with his family, his money, and whatever, or go on this one last suicidal bank robbing thing. And he goes he goes with Robert De Niro and basically says for me, the action was the juice, you know? So I think MM's mm. kind of the same way, you know, even though he, like that, but he still needs the action. I know? like it.
1: Yeah. I like when he that. told butcher, he's like, you had us do all this terrible stuff and spy and kill and kidnap. <laughs> yeah. And right when we have a chance to do something good or worthwhile, you're, you're going to send us away. Absolutely not. So,
0: you, you know, I was, care. I was trying to think of a last thing. That we could talk about before we end our boys rewatch. Let's see. If you were a kid, like which superhero poster would you have on your wall? Do you think? Mm. L- without knowing all the stuff, like without knowing that Homelander that that uh, those couple of drops that you're he- feeling on your head is, is not you know that's not rain. You know that's Homelander. Without knowing that,
1: little Tiffany. Little adolescent, uh, well, no, just in general, would it would have been the deep, <laughs> even now. <laughs> if, I should probably like. I'm just sure like that Starlight.
0: Starlight, was the same way. She's like, yes. yeah, It's all in oh. those yeah. those wounded, those wounded mushy eyes. They're like, yeah. just like, save it probably me. Probably
1: would have been the deep, and then I think, um, probably Starlight because she's just like a little, Mm-mm. like princess but yeah probably those two
2: I'd have to go with black noir you see you know we don't know what's going on with him he doesn't talk too much but he just seems the coolest out of all of them for sure so
0: like one of those things like the he doesn't say anything so he has to be cool and he can do a whole lot of martial arts or something like that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. black noir yeah Yeah, I can see that
2: I'm trying to think of all the other ones, and I wouldn't have a poster of Deep Homelander. May start. I don't know. It-
1: Translucent would have been funny. It was just a blank.
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I that could have been that could have been one too for sure. Actually, uh. I want to change. I want to change my vote. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a lot of. That's uh. That's pretty funny. I think I. I, think I probably would have had Homelander. Maybe it's. Just, I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. We all have our soft spots. Mine is Homelander. Tiff is the deep, and Homelander, and everybody else on the, the soup. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Apparently,
0: lamplighter. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you would have had a lamplighter one for sure.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I guess, <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: Sean. Yeah, oh yeah,
1: I'm totally, I'm totally on on team soup. Apparently, Mm-mm. I didn't well, know this about myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it was a lot of fun to talk about this. There's, uh um. A lot of fun to talk about the boys. is a great series. So, yeah. Any last thoughts before we... No. Sorry to put you on the spot.
2: Oh, I mean, uh, you asked this question last um, episode, just about the idea of Amazon releasing it in this uh, oh yeah episodic way. And after we finished this, looking back, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the idea of um, being able to discuss and talk about, Hey, what's going to happen up next and, you know, really go through more of the finer details uh, as opposed to just binging everything. And then we can, you got to worry about how far someone is and if you have more time than someone else. So I, I really liked that we had this opportunity to watch it in this way and then come together in a podcast and talk. So, um, yeah, I guess that was my last thought. I, I, I don't know how I'd feel if everything was starting to be gated this way again, but
1: for this experience it was a fun
0: one. I agree. I think they're starting to me and I think they're doing it um, carefully because the the expanse, which is coming out in December, are you guys familiar with the Expanse? Mm-hmm. It's like the science fiction is on the sci-fi network for two years and it came over to Amazon Prime. Oh. They're going to do the same like three episodes in the beginning and then after that one at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this like little mini purge. So I or mini dump. And so I, I agree, you know, I actually really liked only watching one a week mm-hmm. because it was a lot it it less daunting than having like 10 episodes or something. I don't know. I'm just not in the binging mode right now. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just nice to keep up with it. Um, so I think, you know, like the Mandalorian that's coming out, that's mm-hmm. that's a weekly thing as well. So Ooh, okay.
1: I think um now that binging is entirely more feasible for people they're having to like help us out a little bit. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> otherwise, I mean, yeah, we cuz it we have no self-control.
0: Cuz I think I think what Netflix found with like Stranger Things is they dumped all of those and you didn't talk about it for two months. He talked about it for a week or whatever,
3: mm.
0: and then it was gone True. out of the consciousness, right? True. And so I know that the boys, the ratings, from what I saw, were very positive. Almost, uh, I don't know how they do the ratings in terms of streaming, but there was some articles out there saying that it was it was rivaling some Netflix series stuff, which is definitely that's what good I read for. too.
1: Um, I mean, because it also. You brought up a good point. It also gives, allows more time to generate buzz, right? Like it gives journalists more time to create articles and content. um, And just the discussion is naturally much longer. And so it's (laughs) relevant for much longer. Um, Yeah. And then, and then I like that there's a lack of spoilers because I, my idea of binging is maybe watching two episodes back to back. So even when it was an option, I just was never really ever going to sit down and finish a whole season in 2 days mm-hmm. or 1 day or whatever. So um I would I would naturally get the whole thing spoiled for me by people who did that. So it that's been kind of nice too. And well, I love spoilers, but I think, you know, for most people, I'm sure that's nice.
2: Um, About the ratings thing real quick, I I think I saw what you guys were seeing, Um, but I read somewhere at least earlier on, maybe episode four or five during the release, that they were way down because people were rating it down because they wanted to see more. So I think it hurt them initially, but then it's been shown to be very good and effective. So if the big giants like Amazon and Netflix and whatnot want to do it this way, I think it's wise they just have to kind of swallow the first earlier ratings or whatnot. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I read at least when I was looking into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because it takes a while to get hooked, right? So at first, it's just world building and that's not the most fun for everyone, but Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So this is interesting. So I found something really quickly. It's from Forbes. I think it's probably the article that we saw. It says the boys' ratings are so strong it's challenging Netflix's top hits. You know, Nielsen is trying to figure out how to track the streaming stuff i used to be a, a nielsen family by the way that was pretty that was pretty fun
1: what's a nielsen family
0: you know for ratings like um they would like i was part of I... the nielsen
1: oh like they would track your um yeah
0: ratings. you know, it's funny i didn't know that's
1: how it worked
0: yeah they found they find people and so i think they they target different stuff so i managed to get in because i didn't have Cable, and I was a young, was when I was young and living in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, and me and my roommate didn't have cable at all, and they were like, "Okay, let's sign you up," and they gave us a box, and we kind of like, kind of, you know, did that. So I don't even think we were streaming stuff at the time. So yeah, um so that's where that's where a lot of the ratings kind of come from, and so right, what's interesting is that they are are um calculating the ratings by minutes viewed, which is interesting
3: hmm.
0: so uh this is from uh October second It had Cobra Kai in the lead with two point one seven billion minutes viewed Wow, which is crazy
1: but what happens with like a percent to total show so I mean like if one uh, yeah, yeah. if one show has significantly less minutes, but people finished it in totality. How does well, that I work? think
0: I think what they're doing it's here cumulative? is, yeah, because okay. that's the thing: is people right? So they're, I believe that. So if you watch just ten minutes, they're recording just ten minutes.
1: Okay, so or, it's quantity of viewers and not like quality of viewers. The
0: quantity of how much it's being viewed by everybody, okay. an estimate or whatever they're doing. Okay, so they have Cobra Kai at 2.7, uh 2.17 billion minutes. Lucifer at one point four two billion. And then number three, The Boys, with 800, uh, 890, 891 million, 891 million minutes. So this was
2: for episode seven then, right? Last week is when this um, was kind of... Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I mean, just by fact of it being on a different platform, uh, I'm curious, you know, how... How that affects it, but that's that's third most out of everything, and yeah. the other two are Netflix. So
1: I'm not was- hating on it because I know nothing about it, but I've never met anyone who said they're watching Cobra Kai. <laughs>
0: I've seen I've seen a fair amount of people.
1: Have you? It, okay, yeah. so people really are watching it.
0: I,
2: I have heard it was good.
1: Um, it's the I, Karate I, I Kid. Hate to like say it,
0: I, yeah, I hate to say it for like people around my age or something that <laughs> no, remember really- Karate Kid
1: i ever karate watched karate Kid. Kid? I okay. actually yes. rewatch. The Jackie, and, and the Jackie
0: both.
2: Okay. So we got both.
1: <laughs> I've seen every Karate Kid in the Hillary Swank one. I know. But, but do you guys remember that one?
0: No. What? With Hillary Swink?
1: She, she's like the third it was like the fourth Karate Kid spin off. Oh, no.
0: okay. So maybe and you anyways. do like uh, um Karate Kid
1: more than me. <laughs> I love Karate Kid, but I still haven't met anyone who said they were watching Cobra Kai. But apparently a lot of people yeah. are. So maybe I should.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, what's interesting, so they have a top 10. Eight of these are Netflix shows. So that's interesting that they still dominate so much. Really quickly, number four was The Office with $843 million. Number five is Criminal Minds, 675 mm. You know, I get that because, like, my wife has watched literally... It took her, like, six months, but every... Uh, Law and Order SVU episode. She just watched them all, so I can see people just, just, just that's what they do. They just watch this. Uh, number six, Shameless, six hundred thirty nine. Seven away, six thirty one. Which I don't know if I watched that. I don't know if I remember what that is. Eight, Grey's Anatomy. Oh wow, it's kicking nine, down. Legend of Korra. I don't know what that is either. Avatar. <laughs> oh. And then 10 from Disney Plus Mulan.
1: Mulan? Oh. Yeah. Is that is it
2: not free, but is it are you able to watch it without paying extra money
0: yet? I don't think so.
1: I was waiting. It's expensive. It's like thirty dollars. Why um that's whack. And, but I guess it's working for them if it's number 10 and it's the only movie on the list right
3: yes all the rest
1: are series um i haven't seen any of those except the boys i don't know where i've been
0: i I watch a little bit of uh, cobra kai but it's it's so i like i'm kind of in your camp like i can't get through a huge thing especially with doing all the podcasts and stuff and I, i'm really di- directed in what i'm watching like i can't just like that nah, that's not really true but you know like i i just can't get through like four seasons of something right now i sort of watch something and then i'll watch like master and commander on hulu again and then watch something the else watch master and commander again
1: yes the Grey's Anatomy and The Office stuff makes sense because I think a lot of people are leaning really heavily on nostalgia this year. So going back to those shows that are feel good and you can have on in the background and not have to pay full attention to, you know, Whatever, um, that's
2: a key piece. Yeah, having it on the background can rack up a ton of minutes. So Office, I'm sure, gets a ton just from that,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. and people, you know, like I, I remember, like uh, for a long time, I guess before I had kids, I would just put something on and go to sleep. Mm. It wasn't the office or something, mm. but it's just like you want something. It's almost like putting white noise. For me, it was always Red Dwarf, the BBC show. Mm. But it, oh. uh, I can see where the office almost kind of fills in to something that you just need to put something on. You have it in the background and you kind of be like, oh, isn't that interesting?
1: Same with Law and Order, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. For me, it's Gilmore Girls. But what's your guys' background show?
2: Hmm. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I have. I'll think about that. I know for now, my wife, it's um, it rotates between three four now, but it's Friends, Office, Parks and Rec, and then a recent addition of Schitt's Creek. So those yeah. are her go to. I can have it on the background while I'm doing something because when we watch new shows, like you guys, I I, I want to know what's going on. I can't I can't just jump in randomly. Um, so those would probably be it for me too. Since I don't I don't usually dictate the remote control so she'll just put it up and uh just watch it too
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: i think the one that kind of comes to mind um it's kind of like you know there's i have some movies that i really like and i watch a lot again and again but if it's a series for the longest time was uh arrested development Mm. you know those like first kind of two and a half series um I would always go back and, and then the Latin, you know, they did the additional stuff on yeah. Netflix, which I'm kind of, some of it's nice, but then like I, I found, I, I saw that article about Jeffrey Tambor that he's like this gigantic asshole. Mm. And like, it really kind of made me conflicted, but for like those first couple seasons of arrested development, I would just be able to kind of just, you know, just be whatever, you know, I just really kind of want to see, Afternoon delight, you know, for whatever reason, that's just Isn't why that with you know. Maybe
1: Michael, um, Michael George Michael, no, oh, the guy in Superbad, Sarah, oh, Michael,
2: Michael Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, George Michael,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, was that his character's name? Yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah, okay. how about yours? Two first names, mine. Yeah. Um, lately, it's been Gilmore Girls. But I think that's just because it's fall. I know you. It's just because it's fall. But Gilmore Girls was one of those shows that was so boring when I was watching it actively that it just it always was my background show, even when I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Um, there's a comfort to that. But then, otherwise, it would probably be trashy TV that isn't even on Netflix, like oh, like
2: reality TV um, stuff.
1: Yeah, like mm. Laguna Beach or. You know that type of stuff. So,
0: not love at first sight.
1: What? Oh, I I did watch that. Did you? It was horrible.
0: Uh, I had one of those guys on my uh, on my show. Which one? Um, That's cool. He he didn't even make it. He was in there for like literally six seconds because oh, there's like twenty amazing. people. Yeah, amazing. and he it kind of it's kind of funny. His name's so the Andy. Show is
1: like,
0: he's a really horribly funny guy.
1: good. It's you it can't look away, but, <laughs> but it's pop- bad
0: the problem is that I couldn't get to the last half of it because then it was just, it just went to kind of really kind of standard, just like, Oh,
1: Happiness for people. No, <laughs> <laughs> I could not get to the part where they actually found love.
0: <laughs> like I was in on like where, where they're like, they couldn't see each other and then they proposed and then they went to sexaco and they just had sex with each other for, for a whole bunch. And then, but then when they w- moved into the apartment complex, and then they're just like, that kind of, I don't know,
1: that's where I was just, oh. Yeah, it, I skipped around, so I didn't watch every yeah. episode. But long story short, the amazing thing enough is some of those couples are still together to this day. Yeah. Which is really. Barnett
0: is amazing, uh, amazingly, uh, Barnett and whatever that woman is. Uh
1: Oh my gosh. What is her name? She was wild. Everyone was scared of her.
0: Yeah, but she's.
1: Apparently, yeah, Barnett and the brunette. Anyways, I don't know what her name was. I can't remember.
0: But he has a good job, and she's she's no dummy. She's going to... You know, yeah. Barnett was like
1: up. the belle of the ball for th- that show, though. Yeah, everyone, everyone liked wanted. Barnett.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyways, good times. Yeah. But yeah. Well,
0: unfortunately, this good time is coming to a close. Um, oh. We should watch something uh, together again. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Mandalorian's uh, coming up. Yeah, that could be one. Did you, um, did, did you watch the first season, too? Mandalorian?
1: I did. Okay. I did. Um, when does season three come out for the boys?
0: Uh, uh, pro- early production might start in uh, 2021, early 2021. You almost
1: said 19.
0: I know. Um, I almost said 1999. I don't know. I was just <laughs> turn into Prince there. Take
1: me back. Yeah. Okay. Um. Wow. So it hasn't even started. Got it. No.
0: I mean, some other ideas I had was I kind of want to go back and do uh do Succession again. I watch a lot of Succession. I want to talk about it with people, but I don't know if anybody's watched that. You never watched? I haven't. It's an HBO series, um, drama. It's like basically with like a, it's for like a equivalent of the Murdoch family, and so there's all sorts of political dealings sure. and wheelings and dealings. won a bunch of emmys and stuff like that i don't know we can figure it out be
1: good yeah you know what else i'm going to try starting to watch um is and i can't do scary movies so i don't know why i do this to myself but um the haunting of Bly manor what's that did you guys ever watch the haunting of hill house
0: Oh no, I, I'm not a big horror fan either. I'm
1: not either, but this one um is a movie actually or a series? it's a series on Netflix. It's terrifying, but in a in a way that like it is really scary. I wouldn't recommend. I mean, like there's ghosts and it's really really scary, but um there's actually a storyline to it, which makes it interesting. It's not just like an empty horror movie just to scare you. And as the series goes on, it gets to me. It got progressively less scary because it was more focused on the story. But anyways, it's one of those shows where there's Easter egg ghosts in the background and you, you have to count, like they'll tell you there's 200 ghosts in the whole series and you have to try to find uh-huh. them in the background of each scene. Um, it's really scary. But anyways, so the creators did like an American horror story thing where they reuse um, same creators, same actors, same cast, but they're all playing completely different characters. Um And they're doing the second season, which just came out, and my brother mm. wants me to watch it, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to watch it, but he, yeah, we'll I, I'm not.
0: I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I watched a couple this month in preparation for a couple of episodes that I'm doing. One is uh, they're both like horror comedies, so there's a little bit. Uh, I'm not really into stuff like Saw. Uh, like, mm. like I love action movies. I, I could, yeah. I, I could watch like a thousand, um. You know, like, uh, cartelment get gunned down without even bat an eye, but just like seeing like, someone being sawed or something.
1: It's I know, like, I don't like too too that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: kind of like
2: in uh, The Boys with the uh, Lamplighter's arm.
0: <laughs> well, that's a little bit different, but <laughs> like, like where they get into too much about like suffering yeah. and all that. That's mm-hmm. not really my thing. Um, but Tucker and Dale versus Evil is on Netflix.
3: Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I might have
0: watched that It is, uh, it is it's hilarious. A
1: comedy, okay, yeah
0: like a horror comedy um did we formally with,
1: end the podcast you guys
0: no it's still recording <laughs> no.
1: um
0: this, this, i guess this will be the extra that. at then okay. and so that's with alan turdick who's in firefly serenity he's been in everything so he's in
1: uh,
0: game of thrones right um
2: name sounds
1: maybe <laughs> um voice actor he does oh. a ton
0: of voices. He he is basically he probably in everything. It. Wait, yeah, he's in all sorts of shit. But it is it is pretty funny. I would re- highly recommend it. It um it is a really good one. And then I just watched um we're do- this on the eighteenth. In about a week, we were talking to Jess Salguero, who is Robin from The Boys, and mm-hmm. we're we're watching uh. What we do in the shadows, which is uh, Taika Watiti and Jermaine Clement. And it is hilarious. So I would uh, recommend He that.
1: was the droid in Rogue One. Wait, a Star Wars.
0: Droid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, well, yeah, that'll he, be fun.
0: Yeah. And so I recommend those if you wanted to laugh and see people get killed at the same time.
1: But let's maybe formally wrap it up.
0: Okay. okay. All right. And that is it for the season. We will be back to talk about more shows in the future. Thank you.
3: I time.